0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians. Today is episode 492. Looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 16 through 24. Let's read our passage. Thanks be to God, who put the same concern for you into the heart of Titus, for he welcomed our appeal, and being very diligent, went out to join you by his own choice. We have sent him with the brother who is praised among all the churches for his gospel ministry. And not only that, but he was also appointed by the churches to accompany us with this gracious gift that we are administering for the glory of the Lord himself and to show our eagerness to help. We are taking this precaution so that no one will criticize us about this large sum that we are administering. Indeed, we are giving careful thought to do what is right, not only before the Lord, but also before people. We have also sent with them our brother. We have often tested him in many circumstances and found him to be diligent, and now even more diligent because of his great confidence in you. As for Titus, he is my partner and co-worker for you. As for our brothers, they are the messengers of the churches, the glory of Christ. Therefore show them proof before the churches of your love and of our boasting about you. This is 2 Corinthians. This is a letter Paul's sending to the church in Corinth. There's been a history going back between Paul and the church in Corinth. Paul founded the church on his second missionary journey and then sent them a letter. Then later, during his third missionary journey while in Ephesus, he sent them 1 Corinthians. Timothy was there and came back and reported that things were still pretty tough. So Paul made a quick visit. The visit didn't go well, and there was nasty opposition. Paul left, went back to Ephesus, and wrote the tearful letter. He sent it with Titus, and they went down to Corinth. In the meantime, Paul left Ephesus and ended up in Macedonia, where he linked up with Titus after Titus had come back from Corinth. Titus reported that things have turned around. The people there were repentant of their behavior when Paul visited of the opposition, and the vast majority of the church was on board with Paul. There's still a significant minority who are not, and that's one of the reasons of Paul's letter, is to try and restore the relationship with those who are remaining. There's also some issues he's got to deal with, and one of those is the collection. He has mentioned this collection before, that his desire is to go amongst all the churches and raise a sum of money that will be delivered to Jerusalem to provide relief for the poor people in the church in Jerusalem. And his instructions for the churches were to do it in a systematic way over a long period of time, set aside a little bit of money each week, and then gather that together versus just one time gift of doing over long term, could get a, a lot more money to take to Jerusalem. The church in Corinth had embraced the idea, but then for whatever reason, probably with all the stuff going on down there, they had a pretty much abandoned the the collection. So that's one of the things that Paul's hitting here is, well, it's time to get back on board with taking up the collection. Titus had been there to start the campaign for the collection for Jerusalem. And one of the reasons Titus is being sent back down to re-engage with the campaign. Let's pick it up in chapter 8, verse 16. Paul says, Thanks be to God, who put the same concern for you into the heart of Titus. For he welcomed our appeal, and being very diligent, went out to you by his own choice. So Paul's speaking of Titus here, that he didn't have to twist Titus's arm. He didn't have to assign Titus and say, Titus, I'm ordering you to take this letter back to Corinth. And Titus is saying, please, no, no, don't make me go back to Corinth. Apparently things went well when Titus was there. And Titus was able to bring about a restoration of things. And now Paul's saying, and Titus is ready to go back. Titus volunteered for this. I didn't have to threaten him. I didn't have to order him to go, but it's his own choice to go to you. And he attributes that to God, that God put this concern for the Corinthian church into the heart of Titus. Verse 18. We have sent him with the brother who is praised among all the churches for his gospel ministry. Now this is intriguing. Who is this guy? And the bottom line, we have no idea. There's all kinds of conjectures. Everybody's coming up with names. Something, oh, it's it's Luke, the guy who wrote the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. Well, that doesn't quite fit with the narrative of Acts. It could be anybody. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot more people than there are named in the Bible. There is a a few people named in the book of Acts who accompany Paul on the journey to Jerusalem. But I don't think all of them are named even. But this guy is well known among all the churches. What does that mean? I think he means all the churches in Macedonia, or at least a lot of the churches in Macedonia. So this is a guy who's well known in the churches in Macedonia and along with well-known, well-trusted. And what he's well-known for is his gospel ministry. Not just a faithful worker, but he's actually a proclaimer of the gospel. Verse 19, and not only that, but he was also appointed by the churches to accompany us with this gracious gift that we are administering for the glory of the Lord himself and to show our eagerness to help. Now, remember back in First Corinthians, in chapter 16, Paul talked about the collection. And so in verse 16, start with verse 1, he says, Now about the collection for the saints, do the same as I instructed the Galatian churches. On the first day of the week, each of you set something aside and save it in keeping with how he is prospering so that no collections will be need to be made when I come. When I arrive, I will send with letters those you recommend to carry your gift to Jerusalem. If it is suitable for me to go as well, they will travel with me. Now, that was way back in 1 Corinthians, and things change, and we know the whole group is actually going to go together. We know that now. His instructions to the, to the Corinthian church was to start collecting now over a long period of time. Then you'll have a significant sum set aside, and you can actually then give a significant amount versus trying to give it all at one time. And he said that the churches are going to appoint people to go with this gift to Jerusalem. And so this man that Paul's talking about here in verses 18 and 19, he has been appointed to not just go to Corinth with Titus, but also to accompany the gift to Jerusalem. It doesn't seem like the initial plan was to go back to Macedonia. When Paul goes down to Corinth, he wasn't going to go back to Mass. He ended up having to make some changes because of some persecution. But by this, it seems that maybe the collection was complete in Macedonia. And so when this group goes to Corinth, they may be carrying all of the money that's been collected in Macedonia with them. But this guy has been elected to take the gift all the way to Jerusalem. And Paul mentions again what the purpose of this gift is. For the glory of the Lord and to show our eagerness to help. Verse 20. We're taking this precaution so that no one will criticize us about this large sum that we're administering. All right, we're taking what precaution? The precaution of a lot of people going with it. You're not just giving it to Paul, who's going to put it in his suitcase and say, trust me, wink, wink, nod, nod. Paul says, no, there's a whole mess of us. And any church who's contributed that wants to send somebody with us is welcome to appoint somebody to go with us. Now, one reason for needing a big crowd is you got a lot of money. And it's not cashier's checks. It's coins. It's cash money. And uh, how much it actually comes to, we don't know how big the gift is. We don't know how many bags of money it is. We know how much it weighs. And we don't know if each individual representative of a church is carrying the sum from that particular church. We don't know the specifics of it, and that doesn't really matter. The point here is, Paul saying, hey, this is something that can make a lot of people nervous. This large sum of money. Therefore, I want to be absolutely above board in everything we do. I don't want there to be any question from anyone about what's going on with this money. Therefore, I want people from the churches to send somebody to go with us. So, one, there's safety in numbers. We're carrying a bunch of cash, so we don't want to get robbed along the way. So be some safety in the fact that we'll have a large number of people with us, but also mutual accountability and transparency. the individual churches. So we're taking this precaution, that is having representatives, so there won't be any criticism. Verse 21, indeed we are giving careful thought to do what is right, not only before the Lord, but also before the people. Now before the Lord, it's pretty much easy. The Lord knows what's going on better than we do. The Lord knows our hearts. So you could give me all this money, I could put it in my pockets, promise I'm going to take it to Jerusalem, And as long as I do and I don't mess with it, the Lord knows. And I've been above board before the Lord. People, that's another story. He wants no reason for anybody to have any question about what's going on here. So we're going to do what's right because it's the right thing to do. And so we'll honor God and do everything openly and honestly. But we also want absolute transparency to the churches. Verse 22, he says, we've also sent with them our brother. So this is a third guy. We have often tested him in many circumstances and found him to be diligent. And now even more diligent because of his great confidence in you. All right, who is this guy? We have no clue. There's nothing, no clues to go on. The other guys were very well known amongst the churches in Macedonia perhaps even would be well known to the church in Corinth. We don't know about that, but this third guy, he's just a guy. and But somebody that they have confidence in, and so they're sending him to. Verse 23, as for Titus, he is my partner and co-worker for you. As for our brothers, they are the messengers of the churches, the glory of Christ. All right, here's a final endorsement of the three guys he's sending to Corinth. Titus. They know Titus. Titus doesn't need any, any introduction. Titus has already been there a couple of times. Titus was just there with the tearful letter and brought about reconciliation. So they probably like Titus, and Titus has a good relationship with them, and they know Titus. But Paul here says, Titus is my co-worker. Titus is, is right there with me. He's my partner and co-worker. He's not just my representative, but we work together closely. As for our brothers, the other two guys, they are messengers of the churches. Some translations say apostles, because the Greek word here is apostolos, which gets translated as apostles. It can also get translated as messenger. That's what an apostle is, is a messenger. But here he specifically says messengers of the churches. That's where we've talked in the past about the word apostle can be used in different ways. When Paul talks about himself as an apostle of Christ Jesus, he means, I was appointed directly by Christ to be his representative and take the gospel to the Gentiles. That's why I'm an apostle to the Gentiles. Sometimes in Acts, Luke uses the term apostles to mean specifically the office of apostle. Other times, just the, the missionaries, basically. And so here, Paul's using the word kind of in the sense of missionaries, messengers. And they're not apostles of Jesus Christ. They're apostles of the churches. That is, they're sent by the churches. So you've got Titus and these two other guys, and they are being sent to Corinth for the purposes of this collection. Also to deliver the letter, 2 Corinthians verse 24. Therefore, show them proof before the churches of your love and of our boasting about you. Paul's kind of saying, don't embarrass me here. We're sending these guys from Macedonia down there. Treat them well. I've spoken about you to them. I've talked you up to them. And and don't embarrass me here. Show treat them well. And, And there's no reason not to. So, here we have the some of the logistics about the collection. That there's a group of people to accompany it. And the whole purpose here is transparency, accountability, to be no room for any criticism. And what's the takeaway for us? Well, not a direct takeaway, but kind of a similar lesson here. We've always got to be careful when we're dealing with money in the church because it can. Be such a, an emotional thing, and that's where we want to always make sure that whatever we do when we're dealing with money in the church, we make sure things are open, transparent, that there is accountability. We don't need to be crazy about, um, you know, it takes six people to get a check signed because we're so afraid somebody is going to embezzle. But we do need a lot of accountability, transparency to where A reasonable person would have no room for criticism. And sometimes we even need to go a little overboard where even somebody who's not necessarily as reasonable would have no room for criticism. People get kind of worked up when it comes to money. And we just need to make sure that people's fears are allayed. That we do what's right. Do what's right before the Lord. but also do things in such a way that there can be no criticism or suspicion. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 2 Corinthians.